You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love. We're talking about sex goes beyond the taboos and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm Dr. Joe Court. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love, where talking about sex goes beyond the taboo and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm Dr. Joe Court, and today our podcast title is Surviving to Thriving in a Global Pandemic. How do you live your best life in this new normal? And today my guest is George Camus. George obtained a Master of Arts degree in counseling psychology with an emphasis in family and marriage therapy from Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan here. He's currently working toward a certification in LGBTQIA therapy, um, affirmative therapy, he is with, and that's with Modern Sex Therapy Institutes. He specializes in LGBTQIA plus affirmative therapy, sex therapy, and depth psychotherapy for individuals, couples, and families. He uses a cognitive behavioral, psychodynamic, and family systems approach to guide how he supports his clients. And he most recently joined our center, the Center for Relationship and Sexual Health here in Royal Oak, Michigan. And we're here to welcome you today, George. Welcome. Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here and have you on my podcast and to talk about this global de- pandemic because this is this is important and you're going to be uh, running a, an eight-week group over this and helping people, you know, find their new normal. It's a great, it's a great thing. You, wh- Why did you want to do this, do you think? Where did this come from? Well, I think there's so much collective stress and anxiety in our society today. And I think there's, there's so much great psychoeducational material out there. And I'm just trying to put that in the hands of people who need it. So important. Um, how, do you, how do you envision people being able to grow and become a better version of themselves at a time of such great stress? Yeah, well, I think in situations like these, when we're thrown into something that we weren't prepared for, we don't really have any choice but to adapt and to change so that we can make the most out of what we have. And so I think that um, so that we don't get caught in this victim mindset where we think, oh, I can't do anything. I can't. I just have to wait it out, which in, the, in some sense, yes, it is true. But I also believe that there is a lot that we can do to make the most out of what we have while we ride out this pandemic for however long it takes. Yeah, I love that. You know, I have to say that I, I have my own reactions when I hear people, it's on TikTok or my friends, or I've done it myself. People are like, you know, I can't stand this. This is horrible. When are we going to be able to? And I'm like, listen, I, I feel, I understand, but you know, most of the people I know, you have a nice house, you have unfi- unfinished things you haven't done in your house. You have a relationship to focus more on. Like, let's not take that victim position. And and while I say that, I, I want to appreciate that it can also contribute to mental illness, you know, to feeling suicidal, depression, anxiety. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that just, like you say, have a victim mentality and can't, I mean, we're such a privileged country that it's like taking away some of our privileges. Um, people get upset about it. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's and yeah, I agree. It's not that um, we're trying to say that depression um, doesn't exist or that that this t- the difficulties that we experience aren't real for some people. Um, but to just blindly put that victim mentality 
over such a large spectrum of our life, I think that is um, a really terrible thing to do because, um, you know, it's like that serenity prayer, you know, like God grant me uh, the ability to know what I can change. Um, I'm kind of botching it here, but (laughs) God grant me the ability to um, know what I can change, know what I can't change and the wisdom uh, to do something about it. Absolutely. And so that speaks to when you talk about your webinars focusing on resilience. Can you talk about what that is and what that means? Yeah. So resilience is the idea that we can bounce back from an extremely adverse event. Um, this could be something like a traumatic uh, a car crash. You know, uh, it could be something over the long term, like a pandemic that we've been in for 10 or 11 months. Um, and so I bring up the idea of resilience because, for one, it's important to understand that we can build resilience in ourselves, that we can build in ourselves the ability to bounce back from these extremely adverse uh, situations. Um, and while I also talk about stress mm-hmm. in, this, in the webinar, and stress and resilience, is it's really related. And I say that... Um, We can't remove stress, but we can reduce stress. We live in a world where stress is inevitable. So I don't think it's realistic to understand. I don't think it's realistic to say that we can completely remove stress, but we can reduce it where possible. And I think this class is going to be about managing stress, right? Because that's the biggest thing is stress comes in our lives. And we actually have a lot of it, obviously, in this pandemic. But it's how do you manage it? And people don't always have great coping skills. Yeah, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the webinar, too. How can we cope with stress? And how, how do we identify healthy stress and unhealthy stress? You know, unhealthy stress is a type of stress that is overwhelming. It, um, it debilitates us. It makes us feel like we cannot do anything about it. Healthy stress motivates us to do something. Like if I, you know, if I need, if I need money to pay bills, that's stressful. That's going to go motivate me to go out, get a job make some money to pay those bills. And so there can be healthy stress. Yep. And my husband is better at this than me. You know, he'll say, I don't want to do that now. Let's not start that now. Um, I'm not in a place where I can do that now. And it has irritated me for 28 years because I just do it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just do it. Oh no, I'll just go do this. And then I'm all stressed out. And he kind of has a sensibility about what's going to stress him and what's not. And I would imagine most people have to have that. I don't always have that. I'm always so eager to do something that I miss the cues that, no, now's not a good time. Right, right. We, you know, it's it's like a balance, you know. Um, and there's a lot of neurobiology that goes into it too, with the um, the flight or fight system. We don't want our um, our flight or fight system or our um, parasympathetic nervous system being so overwhelmed that it's shutting down our body, shutting down our brain. Um, we want to balance our lives. We want to balance ourselves so that we are attending to the stress we need to attend to. Um, but we're also taking time, you know, doing things like mindfulness, meditation, which we're also going to be talking about in the webinar, so that we are taking time for ourselves. Yes. And in the webinar, Surviving to Thriving in a Global Pandemic, you say, you talk about be- being the author of your own story. Tell people what that means. Yeah. So um, being the author of our own story this kind of comes from how I think about childhood and how our mind works. Um, I believe it comes a lot from our childhood. We often live out scripts that we wrote as a child. 
we assimilate things that we learned from our parents. We assimilate things such our values we learned from our community. And a lot of time, these, these scripts or this story that we're living out, it's not the most healthy story. And so some... Oops. I think George logged out. Oh, his computer died. Let's see. How about phone? I can send him a voice um, if he wants to call from the phone. Uh, yeah, I did send it to him on his phone. Oh, you did? Okay. Just log into the Zoom here on your phone and it'll come back. There's a phone number too. Does he want the phone number? Okay. Yeah. He's coming back on one second. Usually he's really good with technology. Yeah. What's the phone number? Uh, just a second here. Um, here, I'll, you want me to text it to you? Uh, the long string. Is, uh, oh, I owe you the whole thing. What? Uh, you mean not just the phone number? Yeah, the phone number is just a long, it's a long string because it's a text to text to tap or. Oh, here he is. Okay. So sorry about that. All right. Okay, I'm back. All right. So I'm going to ask the question again so we can start from the beginning. Okay, sounds good. All right. Uh, Wait, let me find it. Oh. So in the webinar that you're going to be doing, uh, Surviving to Thriving in a Global Pandemic, you talk about the importance of being the author of your own story. What does that mean? Yeah, so being the author of your own story, um, it kind of goes hand in hand with what I think about um, about how our mind works, about how a lot of how we think comes from our childhood. We often live out scripts that we wrote as a child. We assimilate things that we learned from our parents. We assimilate values from our community. And sometimes these scripts that we live out, the story we live, it turns out not to be the most healthy. And so in this webinar, we're going to be talking about reviewing these scripts that we wrote, reviewing these values that we've assimilated to see, um, is this really serving us? Is this something that you want to be a part of your story so that you can write your own story with awareness, with intent, with the mind of an adult versus the mind of a child? I love that because I feel like even in my own life, my mother and father had an idea who Joey Court should be. And I had an idea of who Joe Court should be. And I had, I spent my whole life trying to find my own voice and my own dream and not theirs. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of the adult journey, figuring out who we are versus who people are making us out to be. Absolutely. You also in the um, webinar, and I've heard you talk about the difference between being a victim or a survivor. And I think about Esther Perel, she talks about this, um, that people, she was raised by parents who um, survived the Holocaust. And um, she said that there were two kinds of people that survived the Holocaust, those that just survived and those that chose to live. Mm -hmm. So how do you separate these two out? How do you make sense of them? Yeah, well, I love, I love that you brought that example up because um, I wanted to start saying, start with being a victim is really is a very real thing, you know, especially in the case of a Holocaust. That is something that people did not have a lot of control over. But I love that that Esther took the the viewpoint of a survivor versus a victim. And what 
a survivor is a, sur- a survivor takes responsibility for the situation that they are that they are in. They take um, they're not blaming their their circumstances on other people. They are um, doing the best that they can with the situation that they found themselves in. Um, and so, basically, being a victim. Well, being, being a victim is, is putting all the blame and responsibility on someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for anything that, that um, is in my life. Versus a survivor saying, yes, I'm, I have lived. Um, man, can we actually, can we redo that? Yes. Um, how do we, I just don't know how to tell Dave where this was. Do you, Brett? Um, cause Dave's not watching. So we'll just have to let him know that there was a break. Yeah. And he writes down the blips and stuff and we'll keep track of them as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so do you want to ask me the question one more time, Joe? Uh, yeah. What was it? Um, yeah. So, I'll just do it. I'll start again. So in this webinar, you're going to be talking about um, whether you're a victim or a survivor. And I always think about Esther Perel because she talks about Holocaust survivors. She was raised by parents who were, and she said there were two kinds of people that survived the Holocaust, those that survived and those that chose to live. So how do you, what's, how do you make sense out of that? Yeah. Well, how I make sense of that is how I think of a victim mentality is a victim mentality is, is when you're putting all the blame on somebody else. You're saying, I'm not responsible for my life. I'm not responsible for the situation I've, I put myself in. While being a victim is a very real thing, especially in the sense of the Holocaust, you know, um, a lot of people, did, they didn't have a lot of choice over what happened um, in those situations. But being a survivor is saying, okay, I'm here now. My future is up to me. They're taking responsibility for their future. They're taking responsibility for what they can change in their life. And I think that's what I like to differentiate in the, in the webinar. You know, we're in a pandemic. There's not a lot we can do, but there are on the other side of things, there's a lot that we can do. And so I want to help people to change the mentality to that of a survivor so that yeah. they, they're able to move forward, move from these events um, and move into a future that they want to write for themselves. And I think you're describing basic therapy, which is, you know, as therapists, we can't help, we can't change somebody's circumstance, but we can change how somebody experiences their circumstance, paradigm shifts, thinking differently about something, managing themselves better. That's kind of what this webinar is going to be, do for people, it sounds like. Yeah, I think you're right. And then you talk about um, values you know, and how they can impede your endeavors in life. Can you discuss this for a minute? Yeah. So I talk about values and one's philosophy of life in similar ways. Um, values are what motivates us in life. Um, is it family? Is it relationships? Is it making a meaningful difference in our life? Or is it money? Is it just, is it feeling good? Is it, you know, being alone and, you know, drinking, for example, those are sort of two extreme examples, but um, basically what that that what I'm showing there is that our values sometimes cannot be the most healthy um, 
in our life. Mm-hmm. And That's so, true. yeah. Um, and values, they can impede us in life. You know, if our values are to feel good momentarily, um, to be alone, that can really impede us from a long-term perspective. So in the webinar, we're going to be looking at what values we have, um, what values we adopted from our family and our friends growing up. And I suspect that when our participants analyze some of these values, a lot will realize that many of these well, some of these maybe don't serve them in the long term, and they might want to reassess some of those values. And I think it goes along with, um, you know, the scripts, right? Um, the values I have, are they mine? Were they taught to me? Were they from religion? Were from my parents? Were they from where? And, and now I get to decide which values I want to keep and which values don't work for me anymore. Exactly, exactly. What do you think about this? You know, um, in the last part of your webinar, you want participants to talk about goals that they want for themselves in 2021. And I've been hearing people say, I just hope that 2021 isn't the ugly cousin of 2020, which is a horrible thing to say, right? But um, what they, and I feel like, I hope not either, but I feel like it's really your choice. It's You, you can d- decide, you can't decide what's going to happen in 2021, but you can decide how you're going to interact with the, with 2021. What would you say to that? Yeah, well, I'll, I think, no, we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. 20, but if we take the stance of just being a passive observer, I think we are missing an op- opportunity where we can really, um, where we can make something out of this, um, out of this unknown situation that we are moving toward. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think it's Lewis uh, Carroll that says, um you know, if you don't have any goals, it doesn't matter where you're where you're going in life. You know, so I think setting goals and figuring out how do you want to live 2021 is extremely important because otherwise you're going to be pushed and pulled by the uh, by the energy that's around you. So people are going to be challenged in a positive way in your group on looking at their values, looking at the scripts they grew up with, um, how to become the author of their own story, you know, how to go forward into 2021 with their own new goals. They're going to, they're going to walk away with lists of things that they're going to create and co-create in that room. Yes. Yep. We're going to be talking about how they want to, how they want to see 2021 and beyond what goals do they have. And we're going to be talking about even how they think about goals. How do they write a goal? If you write a goal, that's something like, I want to be happy. That's actually not a really good goal because how do you know when you're going to get there? That's not a measurable goal. Awesome. Um, And so we talk about the importance of defining goals and we talk about the importance of um, laying out a plan so that you can actually attain the goal, which is going to be really important moving forward. In the Imago work I do, we do uh, to make a goal or behavior change, we do positive, measurable, specific, and time limited. PMST. So it's very specific and it's not negative. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. It's over the next month, um, at least twice a week, I'm going to uh, go to the gym without any expectations. So that's positive. It's measurable. It's specific. And it's time limited. And it's like you say, you can't just make this generalization because you can't step into it. You have to know exactly what it's going to look like when the goal is met. Yeah. And, you know, it might be uncomfortable to, you know, for someone you just met to ask you, okay, what's, what's your goal for this next year, this, these next five years. Right. But sometimes it's the hard things that we really have to do that are, are beneficial. 
Yes. It's easy to just sit back, watch the news and, and just say that you're waiting it out. It's much harder to, to sit down and write out a plan for how you're going to navigate this unknown. I always hate that. What's your five-year plan? I used to ask my niece and nephews that when they were five and eight and 10, what's your five-year plan? You know, like, they're like, what the fuck are you saying to me? You know, well, they didn't say fuck, but, um, (laughs) you know, the idea is who knows? I mean, I have an idea, but you know, things happen and, but, but you have to have a plan and a vision. I think that's what you're talking about. A vision. Yeah. a, A vision, something, who do you want to move into? Because, um, I'll be talking a lot about, you know, unconscious scripts versus um, conscious scripts and reacting versus acting intentionally. And so I'm trying to help the participants to move from a place of just reacting unconsciously in life or just living out their unconscious scripts to a place where they can live and act intentionally with goals, with purpose. And so... That's what we're going to be accomplishing in this webinar. That's awesome. It's so important. I hope people are listening to you and, and will want to sign up and want to be um, and, and want to have this because people are so isolated and alone. And while this is all going to be on Zoom, right, it's all going to be online, yep. it's at least a way for people to connect with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a safe way to, to be social. There's not a lot of ways nowadays to be social besides Zoom and I think it's going to be a great, um, it's going to be a great community. It's going to be a safe space where you can talk about, um, you can share a little bit about your stories, about your struggles. It's not therapy. You know, if you need to talk about something, you know, you've talked to me on the side, um, you know, I'm available for coaching, consultation, therapy, but it's really, it's a group where we're going to learn how to better ourselves and we're going to be supporting each other through that. Yeah. And it's psychoeducation. That's important that people know it's psychology based, but it's education. It's not psychotherapy where, uh, and I've done these before where somebody might break into something that's um, psychological for them and they, they need to purge that. That won't be the place to do that. They can address it and bookmark it, but then they need to go see a therapist. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's important. Anything else you want people to know about this group, your practice, you, anything. Um, well, one other thing that I think people might like to hear is we're also going to be talking a lot about relationships and we're going to be talking about the baggage that people carry, um, from their past into the future. And, um, I think one of the questions that we are, that we are considering it for this webinar is, um, is like, how is the pandemic related to the baggage that people carry from the past? to the present is how does the, the stress from the pandemic kind of influence that? And um, I think when we experience greater stress, our wounds and traumas from our childhood begin to float to the surface. Um, you know, when we're happy, when jobs going good, when family life is going good, it seems to be easy to kind of push those down. But um, especially when we're facing a, facing a future, which for the most part is unknown, Many people use these unconscious ways of thinking that they learned as a child to attempt to navigate these stressful and unknown experiences. And um, the reason why that as a child, uh, well, as a child, when we experience unknown stressful situations, just like we're experiencing in this pandemic, we use certain ways to try to cope with that. And right now, 
when we are in a stressful, unknown situation, we use those same ways of adapting that we use as a child. And a lot of people don't realize that they are attempting to cope with the pandemic in the same way that they attempted to cope with things as a child, with those same sort of stressful, unknown situations. Yes. You know, some kids might say, I'm in, I'm in control of the situation, or they might say, oh, I need mommy and daddy to help me through this. Or they might get trapped in uncertainty, unable to make any choice at all. So we are still using these thinking patterns we learned as a child to attempt to navigate these uncharted waters in the same way we did as a, as a child. And for the most part, those won't work because they came from the mental programming of a child. And so we need to become aware of these thinking patterns and then change them, update them, upgrade them to the thinking of a mature and intelligent adult. And so in this webinar, we're going to be using psychoeducation to do that. That's awesome. I'm, I'm hoping people look forward to it. How, how can they find it? How can they find you? What do they do? Yep. So if you go on the CRSH website, mm-hmm. um, we have the webinar posted there. So it's, wait, it's CRSH.com for the Center for Relationship and Sexual Health. Yes. And you can even just, just search Center for Relationships and Sexual Health in Royal Oak. You'll find our website. And there you can either call us to sign up or you can sign up through our website. Online. Online, right. And it's going to be Sunday nights, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And I believe our first session will be uh, on January 24th. And we might even, depending on the amount of people we get, get in, we might have a second session um, on another day, another time, but you'll, you'll have to check back in with us to see if that happens. Yes, right. We're getting a lot of response, a lot of interest. We've already started promoting it and publicizing it, and people are just really eager to be a part of something like this. So I hope you look forward to it. I hope they look forward to it. I think it's a really important thing. Thank you so much, George, for being on the show. Thank you, Dr. Court. It was a yes. pleasure, and I'm I'm so excited to, uh, to work with all the participants. Um, I'm excited to to help people to, to navigate these uncharted waters. That's awesome. Thank you, George. Um, hopefully, if you like this um, this, session, this uh, podcast, you'll listen to me further. If you're new, uh, keep on listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can find me uh, at uh, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, all at the at sign, Dr. Joe Court. And um, please stay safe and stay healthy. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm Dr. Joe Court, and you can find me on joecourt.com. That's J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. See you next time.